0: Get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. The F1 schedule is heating up. Will you go with the O, Reliable, and Max Verstappen? Or take your chance with a potential surprise. Download the app in Ontario. Use the QR code you see at the bottom of your screen somewhere. Or head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn to get started. 19 plus, please play responsible. Welcome to Nailing the Apex, I'm Tim Harini. Please head on over to Spotify, give us a 5-star rating and a follow. Same goes with Apple Podcasts as well. Write a review as it really helps us grow the show. You can follow me on social media, at Tim Harini. Today on the program, we have a very special guest. He currently sits second in the IndyCar Championship from Aero McLaren. It's IndyCar driver, Pato Award. Pato, what's happening, man? How are you? What's up, man? Thank you for this <laughs> uh, wonderful invitation. I've been very
1: much looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: uh dude second in the indycar championship i know we're we're heading into texas here when we're taping this we're taping this on the thursday before the race in texas um yeah second in the championship dude i mean this is uh this has got to be great for you this is awesome yeah
1: we're rolling 2023 is rolling um we we had a really strong start uh and texas is the closest that i have to home that's where i got my first indycar win so I've got great memories from uh, from that wonderful place. And, you know, it's the first super speedway that we have on the calendar. Uh, it's a chance to see a little bit of, you know, of what we might have for the 500. So it's always, a I think it's always a very in, important yet um, unique weekend because you want to get the laps in, but you also want to focus Solely on having the best performance there, so it's so it's uh, plug and play here and there.
0: Yeah, just can you explain to the listeners just a bit about I mean oval racing because it's uh, it, it is definitely I mean for some of our listeners they're huge F one fans and they don't really know too much about ovals and what IndyCar uh, actually does on an oval, especially like a super speedway. Can you just kind of take them through that a bit because uh, ovals are are pretty hairy.
1: <laughs> they uh, they're definitely hairy. They're very. It's so hard to judge them on TV just because of of what it looks like. You don't get a, a good idea of what the speeds are. They look fast, but it, it it definitely is a very different nature to road courses, which is what I grew up doing, what we all kind of grew up watching, you know. And um, oval racing is a skill that I have actually really enjoyed learning and and really enjoyed. Um, every year in, in trying to make better because the approach you have to a oval is so different to a street or, or permanent road course, just because the speeds are so high, the consequences are a lot higher. And the respect that you have to have with one another has to be at a different level because when things do go sideways, it's, it's not very fun. So it's, you know, it's kind of a gentleman's agreement with guys and, in. and, you, you kinda get what you play with. So, you know, if, if you're if you're a bit of a a bit of a of a risk taker, then you're probably gonna get that from other guys as well. So it, I think it just goes hand in hand with, with the rest of the cars that you're competing against. And the art of over racing, I agree. It might look boring sometimes on TV. Sometimes it's so you know super entertaining. But sometimes it is kind of follow the leader very boring but what it's like inside of the car is it's unexplainable because the speeds are so high and everything is very delicate. Like the lines, when people ask me, Oh, is it physical? Hmm. Texas is just because of the very high banking um, and how the cars get really heavy. But usually they're not, it's more of a mental game um, because you have to be very precise. If you're not precise, uh, there's a nice concrete wall waiting for you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, you have uh, Scott Dixon right behind you in the uh, championship standings. Uh, I mean, how badass is that guy? Like, Scott he's good.
1: He's, I mean, the guy's gonna go <laughs> down as as one of the all time greats. And I feel very fortunate to be able to share a track with him to compete against him. I've been competing against him in the championship standings for for three years now uh, starting my fourth and you can never count that guy out. He's always in the mix. He's in a great team. Uh, He's a great driver. Uh, Insane amounts of experience. And I mean, you you can't buy that experience. I mean, I remember coming into the series and I was like, you know, how do these guys know what's going to happen? And it's like, well, that's experience for you.
0: Yeah. And that's like such a big difference. I think between, you know, you look at, Formula One, I mean, you need experience there for sure, yes. But when I look at IndyCar, I mean, the amount of experience. I mean, when I was racing in Champ Car Atlantics, I mean, those guys, they had a ton of experience as well. And it was just one of those things where the more seat time you could get, the more races you could get against everyone else, the more you could understand the different tracks you could go to, the more you could understand the setup. I mean, but that doesn't take like a couple months. Like that takes... Few years, laps, right? Man, like, hundreds of laps, yeah. And it's like hundreds of laps in street courses, hundreds of
1: laps in super speedways, hundreds of laps in short ovals. So, like, I think, I think people forget, you know, when they say IndyCar, it's like, oh, you know, Indy 500, but I think people forget that 85% of our championship isn't actually going left, uh, it goes left and right. So, um, you know, the 500 obviously is our crown jewel, right? Um, but I think what makes IndyCar super entertaining, other than it being the most competitive series in the world, um, is the different disciplines that you have to that you have to try and perfect in order to be a champion. Because if you're good at three courses, but you're not very good at the rest of them, you're not even going to be close to you know to being a contender in the championship. So you have to be good everywhere, and the approach that you take from track to track is really different I mean from St. Pete all the way now to Texas I mean the approach is completely different
0: you mentioned uh, I mean just there in the back end you know the the the, the St. Pete to Texas I mean the gap in between that I mean it's almost a month in between we had a freaking off season yeah yes. exactly like what do you what do you do like, like our off during... season's not long enough <laughs> Like what do you do during that time, man? Like how do you? Uh, how difficult is it for you to be out of the car for for that uh, um,
1: length of time? So usually marketing usually likes to pack us up with stuff to do, um, mm. so we, we're we're kept busy with with a lot of uh, with sponsor commitments that aren't on track stuff. Um, but I had a I had a full week off, so I went to the beach. I love Mexico. <laughs> Because it's, you know, I was born and raised there, but uh, I love the Mexican beaches. The food is unbelievable. And it was the last chance that I had to get m- kind of like my my training camp in. Because once you're in the season, you start here physically and the car keeps you fit. But you're definitely going downhill slowly um, just because of how demanding it is. You can't always mm. get the perfect amount of food. You can all, You can't always get, you know, the... You know the fresh ingredients you, you just you just can't uh, especially traveling and all in the airports so um so yeah it was my last chance to kind of to kind of raise my bar and and, and start from there um and i love spending time at the water so for me it was uh for me it was the it' was a great three weeks but i'm ready to go back to racing I'm ready to, to just keep the ball rolling
0: any uh, any karting in there? Like, do you do any shifter karting or Rotax or anything did like
1: I? that? I? did before St. Pete. <laughs> I did before okay. St. Pete. I haven't. Ha- I didn't have the chance um, after St. Pete.
0: Man, how do you stay so like fresh? Like, as soon as you get in the car, that must feel like warp speed, dude. Like, it's especially awesome. going to Texas. <laughs> Man, it's like I don't know.
1: I feel like your eyes kind of get used to it. You, ju- I mean, honestly, <sighs> you just get in the car and it's like. Not second nature. Oh, sort of second yeah. nature. You kind of like you, 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 you catch on little things that you remember yeah. from like years past, and then you're up to speed right away.
0: That's interesting. Um, fitness. So for your fitness, so you had three weeks off. Like, what, what type of? T- take me through a week of your fitness, because I went through Callum. I lots. Like, because Callum was uh, Callum and I were talking on here last week, and he was telling me about how much he's had to up his fitness coming over from F2 into, into IndyCar and for yourself. I mean, so
1: I will walk you through. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so my week, for example, my, my training week, um, just, I just finished, uh, you know, a few days ago. Um, so it, it was from Sunday to Friday. Um, on Sunday, I had one, one strength session. Monday morning was, Uh, an hour of cardio, uh, so it could be running sprints, um, you know, different segments of, of, of cardio. doesn't matter what it is. Um, later on that day was another session of strength, um, Tuesday, the exact same thing. So some form of cardio in the morning and in, in Tuesday, and then another session in the afternoon, uh, strength. Wednesday is your cool down day, so you only have one strength. Uh, Thursday is back onto the cardio in the morning, strength in the afternoon, and then Friday again cardio in the morning strength in the afternoon. And depending on the program, I mean usually it's you know it's upper, lower, uh, or like lower core, and then upper again. Different. I mean, there's so many different muscles, right? So one mm-hmm. one day you choose to do chest, back, traps. The other one you do arms, biceps, triceps. So like you you play around with those. The my trainer plays around with those depending on on what we have. Sometimes with cardio, because I mean, if we're if we're sprinting a lot and we get other like body stuff down, so you can't hammer down the muscles that are already taking a beating because then they just never give them a chance to recover. But the most important thing is getting enough sleep. Um, because that's what's going to help you recover, and yes. getting the right food in. So, like, everybody is traumatized when they go to f- uh, when they go eat at a restaurant with me. Uh, <laughs> well, you like your food, food. man. I'm you like, like your oh, food. You I love food. I love food. Everybody knows I love food, and um, <laughs> my my rule is I I need to get at least 150 grams of protein a day if I want, oh. if I want to maintain. But I don't. I'm not a big believer in shakes and protein powders. Um, I do whole food. So getting those grams of protein, it's like, I mean, they're proper quantities of food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. How many calories like in a day? Well, actually, uh, so I was looking at, uh, I think it was Marcus Armstrong and, and Callum Ilott's calorie consum- or calories burned after... St. Pete, and I think Callum was over like two thousand calories. Yeah, and, like, so obviously. I, so on, because um, when you train your body to recover in yeah. the same day,
1: um, mm-hmm. whenever you have one session a day, you're like, this is a piece of cake. And yeah. like, for example, when I do the doubles a day, is usually the same calorie count that I burn during a race day, just because oh. of, of how many. Cal- so in the morning, it'll be 800 900 calories. And then it'll be another 800, 900 calories in the afternoon, which adds up close to 2000, which depending on what race we're doing, it, it adds up. It's pretty much the same calorie burn, active calorie burn. And then mm. you have uh, your other 1600 calories that you just burn breathing. So like the intake on those days is, um, is, is roughly around 4000, 4000 calories for the double for the double days and around high two thousands for the one day. Um, hmm. and you just gotta do it. You like it's fuel <laughs> at the end of the day, you, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, you, for sure. you gotta get it in. Cause if, if not, then you're not ex- like you, you won't, you won't push through and you won't put your body through what it has to go through. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. You just won't even have the energy to, d- to do it because you don't have the calories. Um, I want to talk about like after you won the Indy Lights championship in 2018 because you know you had well, you jumped around a bit right like you did some sports cars you did a few indy car races if i remember correctly and then finally you know you got your you got your shot in in 2020 with a full-time ride with Errol mclaren uh was that like was that stretch from From the end of 2018 to 2020, is that difficult in terms of not knowing when you were going to race again, or jumping around quite a bit, or not knowing what your future could be within the sport? Was was that was that difficult at all? Yeah, it
1: was stressful because. So when I, when I thought when I won the Indy Lights championship, then I signed on to do a full season of IndyCar, which then became very fake. Um, it was February already. Less than three weeks for the first race. Obviously, didn't start the championship. Only did a couple races. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's stressful because I mean, when you're young and you can't you can't blame the big teams, right? I mean, they're they're gonna go with people that they know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of economic resource that goes into all this, so they're obviously gonna go for them before they go for you. But I think lately there's been a, a, a very big wave of of the team's taking risks on younger guys and, and and it's paying off. I mean, that's, that's how it's, uh, that's how it, it is with me currently. I mean, the, the Arrow McLaren, uh, specifically Zach and Sam and Rick took, um, took a big risk and, and put two rookies at the wheel and, 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 you know, one worked out, the other one didn't, but that's how it goes. And, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful of the position that I'm in now. But, man, my career, I mean, in 19, after that fell apart, then I got signed by Red Bull. The contract that I had signed for Red Bull was Formula One contract. It was not for something mm-hmm. else. Then the FIA doesn't give me my super license. So that basically forced us to break up. I called Zach. I said, I'm available. I don't know if it's too late. Um, it, you know, we, we get something done in a week. Um, we announce it. Then COVID hits, um, but honestly, I, I feel so grateful. I get to do something that that is so special. Um, I get to do what I love every single every single weekend, and um, and and I'm pretty sure they
0: don't regret the decision. At least not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, actually, I think I was with you just uh, the day after that announcement uh, came out. I believe we were in Texas yeah, at the U.S. Yeah, Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah, and you were actually telling me about the Super Formula car. Uh, could you just tell everybody a little bit about the Super Formula car and what Super Formula was? Because honestly, man, like even when I was uh, coming up through racing, I always wanted to drive a Super Formula car, and you got to do that. I mean, those cars look pretty wicked. Man, they're,
1: uh, they are probably the closest car that you will get to a formula one car because of of how the 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 aero works in that car um they're not the fast i mean they're very fast cars in the straight line they've got great power they're very light but the way they can corner in high speeds is is proper because the thing is so agile you can throw it around wherever you want it to go and the thing just boom it just goes Um, like we're in an instance in IndyCar now where we just keep on adding weight to the cars and we're already, you know, 200 pounds overflowed, which it is to, to make everything safer. Um, which I think IndyCar have, have done a phenomenal job with, but it, it is time, you know, things move with time and, and I feel like the series has never been healthier to receive a new car, a new car that yeah. integrates all this, all this new safety, but is louder, faster, uh, funner, you know, more fun to drive for us, for us, and you know, make it more of a, you know, make it more of of, of what it can be, you know, the the there we have everything there to to make it a uh, uh, amazing. All we have to do is you know take those steps and. Um, it's, you know I know it's a it's a work in progress I know it's it's always an evolution uh, I know it's not as easy as just yeah let's do this um, so you know I I really hope we we see something like that in the next few
0: years <clears throat> where you've seen I mean you you've been a part of IndyCar and you know the previous road to Indy program and you know obviously I was I was coming up when you know things got really bad uh for open wheel racing yeah. in particular um champ car at the time um from you know your field of view looking at indycar i mean how far has it come from 2018 to to now i mean because in my opinion it's had a massive growth spurt it's, huge
1: it just keeps getting stronger i mean it's yeah. so freaking competitive and um i think you know, in terms of, of, of just how tough it is to not just to win races, but to challenge for a championship and to win a championship in IndyCar, um, you're fighting with like 12 guys. Um, you're not just fighting with your teammate, Um, and, and I feel like, you know, it's, it's gotten to the point where, you know, we have everything, we have everything at bay to make it something amazing. And, and, and I think, the, the idea to make it better and better is there. Um, but the I mean the way that, that the races fall, I mean, you don't know who's yeah. going to win. You don't know who's going to win. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's gone to the point where it's so competitive, where you see guys taking really big risks at just a normal race um, to get a win, to get a pole. You know, you see a lot of risks because they know that, that might be the only chance you get to go to the league. That might be the only chance to get on the podium. So, like, that's what makes it super exciting. Um, And there's just so much opportunity to make the series just so much bigger than what it is. Um, I always say it, and I'll say it again. I think the series has everything to be a global series. We don't have to go everywhere. yeah. But I sure as hell think that we can make it very... Uh, Entertaining, especially in Latin America, like Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, Australia, um, back to Japan. Like, we need to use, like, we, there's so many countries racing in IndyCar, like, drivers from so many different countries. There is so much untapped potential that would just skyrocket the series. Yeah.
0: I mean, especially in in Mexico, because I remember, you know, being there during the, uh, Champ car days, and like, dude, they would there would be almost 300,000 people. Oh, unbelievable! For that race, it would be crazy because, like, I think it was like, uh, who do who we have? We had Mario Dominguez at the time, Fernandez, and Michelle, Jordan. yeah, fernando and Jordan, yeah, um, it crazy. I just said massive amounts of people. It was probably the one of, if not the biggest race on the, on the champ car oh, calendar. I, I'll say it again. A part of the Indy 500, the, a Mexican Grand Prix yeah. would be
1: the biggest yeah. Yeah. and best event in the calendar yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. Uh, 100 days to Indy. So you were featured in the trailer. What do, you, what do you think about this? I mean, I, and, and like, don't sit there and give me the whole, oh, I think it's great. I mean, honestly, what do, you, what do you think about this? I mean, the trailer that I saw at, what was it, South by Southwest looks awesome. Yeah. But then the trailer that was released online... It was censored a bit, and I was like, you know, I like I want, like I want the uncensored yeah. version of everything. You I'm, know what I mean? Like I want to see it in the, I want to see it in the rock. I'm
1: hell. your, I'm on your boat because um, I'm one of the ones that got censored, um, <laughs> and um, and honestly, I didn't say anything that's bad. I understand the demographic that we're trying to reach is, yeah, um, sure. you know, people are young, and uh, we need to watch what we say. But I think. Part of this sport, part of the emotion that comes with this sport, it's not all, you know, happy, happy and painted unicorns. Like it's, there's high emotion. There's high adrenaline. They are competitive guys, competitive team owners, uh, competitive mechanics, engineers. Like there is, there is so much emotion that is in the sport that I think it's, I think it's cruel to hide it. I think it's cruel to to not show what what it means to people when you win a race, when there's yeah. a mistake, when yeah. when all these things happen and you also I mean whether there's a bad word here and there, I get it. But you get to know the personalities. Like it's it's okay. Everybody's gonna hear a bad word at least once in their lifetime, if not a million for times. Sure. So like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I hear it all the time. I heard it all the time when I was five and six years old.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, same
1: here. And, you know, it's, everything that's just in the moment, you know, raw. Yeah, the, that's what Emotions are people. so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You get the human at. Ad- we're not robots, you know, no. we're not robots, which I feel like, for a bit, we're all, trained to to kind of be a robot um at least that's what i saw in indycar for so many years so honestly i you know even i've had conversations with the team and they're on board it's like we want you to be you and i was like well yeah i'm gonna be me and there you know there's a bit difference between being you and being disrespectful but it's okay to show emotion it's completely normal it's human and when people watch it people will be able to be like you know what Man, you know, I, I feel for that guy. I know, you yeah. know, I, I know maybe I've been in a similar situation, but like you, you get personable and that's what's going to make the series skyrocket. Is when people yeah. start cheering for either me or the, you know, the McLaughlins or the New Gardens or the Dixons or the Felixes. you know, when people start cheering for that, for that guy that they want uh, as a champion or to win or whatever, that's what's gonna bring even more people to want to come to races. like I live it with supercross like man I'm a total fan oh, like I like I'm streaming and like yeah like I mean I'm a total fan and it's given me an insight of what of what I know people live with me you know and it's a beautiful thing like who cares if they're pissed off
0: yeah like exactly to be if something that yeah happens, exactly. Like, you know, yeah, and I get it, and I, and I totally agree with you, because that's definitely going to attract more people, because they'll have a better understanding of how frustrating sometimes things can be, and with racing, I mean, things get so heated and so emotional, and there's so much, like, stress, even with inside the race car, that when you're done, and you don't have the result that you have, I mean, it's extremely, extremely frustrating. <laughs> um, I want to chat with you a bit more about uh, uh, being at McLaren and, and working with um, Gavin Ward. So, uh, Gavin... And I, so Gavin. When I was racing Formula Ford, Gavin was was engineering at same, yeah, yeah. similar team. Man, I think he's a great
1: guy. He's, um, I think he's, he's in his perfect spot. I think his approach is um, has been received really, really well. Not just by the drivers, but by everybody in the team. We all understand. You know, we have amazing partners. We have um, you know amazing people in the team. Uh, We have massive different departments, you know, the marketing, the performance, the mechanics, um, the leaders. I mean, we've got so many people now. Uh, But I think what Gavin brings is an approach, a human approach to things that you need to realize. If you want to perform, if you want to find those little extra things that that we are looking to find, and I know we will find, you also need to look at like how are you taking care of yourself outside of racing outside of your job you know it's important to to see to see it as as as, as a whole picture not just you know this is what we want to do and we're only going to be focusing on this no you need a balance you need a balance in your life in order to extract the performance that you want to be extracting whether you're an athlete or just you know an engineer you're still your own athlete in your head. I mean, you have to perform. You have to find things. You have to develop. So, um, I think his approach to to the human aspect of what it is to, you know, find performance, hard work, but also what's going to get you there, is yeah. is top notch.
0: Yeah, he was uh, he was a genius when he was. Uh he and I were both 18 years old at the time working together and he, he was a genius then. And he's a genius now, um, formula one. So you got to do, um, some testing with the McLaren F1 team last season. Uh, this season, have you spoken to Zach at all? Like, does do you know if you'll get another chance to jump back in the F one car at all this year? Or yeah, what, I'll be um, there?
1: I'll be I'll be jumping back in the F one car and all my F one responsibilities after my um, after my IndyCar season. Because I mean, it's nice. a big task at hand that we have. You know, we we want to we want to perform. We don't want to we don't want to deviate our our focus from that because. It's going to take our full attention. It's going to take our, you know, full performance. And um, uh, we we want to, I want to maximize absolutely everything I can this year with IndyCar. And then when I do the F1 stuff, I want to be able to be fully focused on that. I don't want to be bouncing around from one to the other because I don't like to have fast things. I like to go full send yeah. everywhere I go. So <laughs> if I'm full sending it in IndyCar, don't bother me with the other stuff. But when I'm done and I've you know collected what I need to from here, then I will full send everything and anything that is gets thrown because that's the only way to do it. It's not right to to have to have fast things.
0: It's just it's not me. Uh, first time in an F1 car was it uh, Spain or was it Abu Dhabi? Uh, Abu Dhabi. Okay, first uh, first few laps. Uh, so, um, what was the initial reaction?
1: <laughs> you know, turn one Abu Dhabi left, and then the fast left yes. right.
0: <laughs> yeah, done then yeah. on the simulator, like so, an F one like, simulator. It's it's like threading a needle out, almost.
1: I say my first flyer, not to be a wussy, go flat. Um, man, the, ch- <laughs> the what caught me off guard was the change of direction, like just in the way that the car just. Yeah. Doof, doof, I was like, no way. Oh, man, I was blown away with how, like, the thing is just sick. Like, it's just um, low fuel, I mean, massive downforce. And it's unbelievable what those cars can do. Like, yeah, you look at them and they, I mean, they're works of art. They're insane. But, like, when you feel what they are capable of doing, it's unexplainable.
0: Oh, dude, that's so awesome! So jealous on so many levels. That's incredible. Good for you. Um, last uh, couple questions for you. So, Australian Grand Prix is coming up this weekend. Um, uh, what's going on with your team, man? Honestly, I haven't wanted to ask much, so I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> um,
1: Good, good but, answer. Good answer. <laughs> uh, they'll get it together. You know, they're a great group of great yeah. group of guys. They're smart, and uh, I'm sure they're going to get it together. I think. Yeah. you know they're they're in a bit of a they're in a bit of a pickle because it, you know it's all about the development right you don't you don't get the development like that so i feel like i feel like they're going to see some big steps coming but i don't know if they're necessarily going to be there this weekend i haven't really asked so I, I i don't know enough to to be able to tell you but um i do think they're going to take steps throughout the year for sure i just don't know when we're really going to see it
0: uh, it'll be incredible to watch the, the comeback for them though. I mean, because I think like with F1 now and with this new rules and regulation sets and stuff, it cost cap as well. It'll be interesting to see like if teams can really make that big of a step because like in, you know, previous years when they didn't have cost cap or cap on wind tunnel time and CFD, I mean, the big teams could just outspend everybody to maintain yeah, that lap delta exactly. to everyone else. So, so this will, this will be, yeah. So I think this is going to be interesting. Um, had a bunch of questions, but we pretty much went through most of these. But uh, they were they are on Twitter. Uh, th- there's there's a lot, dude. H- how many do I have to take? I have, a, <laughs> did, I have a lunch to get to, so let's do a couple, and then I gotta get out of here. Okay, uh, if you could only wear um, merch for the rest of your life, and it could be from only one person, one thing, whose merchandise would it be? That is from Melissa. Auto award merch,
1: baby. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um from Tony Hankin. What does McLaren mean to you? The name McLaren. Uh, are you interested in um, the history? And family. he says thank you at the end. Okay. All right. Uh, who is your sporting idol outside of motorsports? This is from Chris. So Norris Award. Mm. Okay. Uh probably
1: Dang, um, yeah, that's, that's a, a really good, good one. one. Huh? So not in racing. So not in racing. Um, probably some motocross guy. So, um, like, I mean, James Stewart. Uh, yeah, Ricky Carmichael. Uh, yeah, these yeah. guys were freaking monsters.
0: Um, from i got two more for you. There's a lot here. Yancy60, this one's interesting. To to bring you into my personal campaign is what they say. Would you want to see more ovals on the IndyCar calendar? Uh, I'd like to see more races, period. Um, I don't
1: really care if they're oval or not oval, but I'd like to see more races. I think we can put in three or four
0: more races and –
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: From uh, Austin Khan, if IndyCar were to expand to Mexico, would you prefer a road course or street co- course, and where in Mexico? Uh,
1: probably road course because I don't know how our suspension is going to deal with the Mexican roads. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You do come to yeah, Toronto, I guess dude? Yeah, we do go to Toronto, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we call them topes over there. Yeah, like okay, these, these are proper like. You know the the cars
0: for sure cannot take those. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, Paddle, no thanks worries, very much man. for taking the time to do <laughs> this, man. Really appreciate. Uh, okay, it's Patricio Ward from Arrow McLaren IndyCar driver. Thanks again, man. Good thanks, luck this dude. weekend and touch out.